Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott and the Azorian Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or un copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. table. Welcome, bem-vindo, Maria. How are you? Obrigada, Angela. I am well. Tudo bem. Tudo bem. And welcome everybody out there to another episode of Our Portuguese Table. Uh, I'm Angela and we've got Maria. Yes. And it's been a while. I know. You know, we should actually go back to count how many podcasts we say that. It's been a while. So here's a little like insider baseball people about how this all works for Maria and I. So we like front load record a whole bunch of episodes at the beginning of the year. We do. And then shit gets busy. It does. It's freaking busy. (laughs) And so then we like go like a month or like weeks without talking. And then it's like, oh my God, it's been forever. We got to catch up. We got to do a new, new episode. And and so that's why sometimes, and we, I apologize because, you know, and uploading them, it's like we're talking about storms and it's summer. And like, what are, what are they talking about storms? There's no <laughs> and uh, it's funny. And I, I say that because I actually went to a wedding last weekend and someone was like, so when are you guys going to do no- another episode? Like you just posted one and you're talking about storms and there's no storm. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Well, guys, I, I, first of all, I love that, you know, people are listening. I love yes. that. Yes. You know, I, that's number one. And I, we thank you. We thank you from the bottom of our heart. And because literally when Angela and I started this, we're like, you know, uh, I don't know if anyone's going to be listening, mm-hmm. but if, you know, if, even if they don't, we're going to have a great time. So we're going we're gonna to talk to everyone we want to talk to exactly. and exactly. enjoy it. But you know, the reason why, and that, let's just give it another thing here. The reason why we recorded as many as we did at the beginning of the year was because Angela was expecting and and we knew and as any any person out there that knows you know when you're expecting and you're going to have a baby you're not going to have time to do hey Maria what's going on on the phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there's a lot and you know how how that is with newborn babies and and just the first few months of just getting acclimated to another living being in your home and schedules and all of that stuff and sleepless nights. And, and that's why we did it. Yeah. Well, you know, in the meantime, we still interviewed amazing people that, um, that we've got out there that we still haven't shared all those episodes yet. So no, we still have two more to post. Um, yeah. And we just recorded another one what, last week. Yes. And so, yeah. And it's funny though, because you say, you know, you, with the, you know, having a newborn and I'm like, you know, this is my second kid. Like no. I can, I can record like the week after it's born. And, and sure enough, Maria, right. I'm like, uh, I can't do this for a while. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And you know what? And I think, I think that's something that as a mom, especially being a first, a, a second time mom, I should say, and having, 
you know, going and having your second child, you're thinking, hey, I did this the first time. The first time was hectic. I didn't know what the heck I was doing because I know I had no clue what the frick I was doing. And uh, even, you know, thank God for my mom and my grandmother and my sisters and like family that were around me to tell me, no, you can't do that. Oh, yes, you do this instead or whatever. Thank God for that. So like the second time comes around, you're a little bit cocky going, yeah, I already knew how to do this and all that. But the second time around, I had children. I needed even more help. I was, I was so tired. Mm-hmm. I think I could have slept like around the clock all the time. I was exhausted. And, and you <laughs> see, and everyone around you goes, oh, this is your second time. You should you get should, it already yeah. by now. You know? So it's not as much of that going on as it was the first time. So it's like, okay, you know, I'm still exhausted. This mm-hmm. baby is not sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, or it's always hungry <laughs> yeah. or it won't eat or yeah. fill in the blank. There's always something going on. Yeah. And, and he's, um, so for those of you out there, I, I, we had a boy. And who is just as needy as the kids sometimes. Yes, they are. So Elishan is our, our son's name. He's, uh, much more high maintenance than Aurelia was as a baby. So all those things you were talking about, Maria, absolutely. Like I, like I'm, I feel like I'm so much more tired this time around. It's so crazy. It's really crazy. So now I understand when they say like the transition from one to two is really hard, but then two to three is cake because you're already used to the chaos and the tiredness. (laughs) Um, I don't think we're going to go for number three. I think we're done. But I get, I can understand. I can see where that saying comes from, for sure. Well, what's funny is, is I had two and three at the same time. Uh, you did. <laughs> you did. Oh, so man. I was exhausted. You had no like, choice. I had like, no choice in the matter. I had no choice in the matter. Yeah. So but, you know, and then with life, you know, with total um, joy and addition that comes with having a child come into your life and into your family you also had a loss a great loss I did and for those and I will say that because I don't think Angela can say it and that is Angela lost her dad and in the middle of being happy with a baby coming you know before the baby came her dad passed away and it was an instant kind of a fast thing that happened and Unlike in life, you never prepare for 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 death. Even though we try, we say we know yeah. we know all. None of us are going to live forever. We know that, but it doesn't make it any easier. No. And so mm-hmm. you go from being happy that you're pregnant because you've tried for so long, and we've talked about this before, and that you finally it's just like way with yeah. all that joy and and you know happiness that comes with it. Uh, you know, you lose a parent, which is, um, you know, devastating. I know, yeah. you know, I it, it's devastating. And then you have a baby, which is again more <laughs> joy. And so it's a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. That you know, you go, oh my god, how is this going to be? And then after your baby's born, your you know your your husband's mom. You know, she became gravely ill. Yeah, she had a stroke. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like happy, sad, happy, sad. And, you know, and when I would talk to Angela, I would go, oh, my God, are you okay? Mm. Because this is like, 
and and again, I'm not mentioning anything that any of us have not gone through in our lives, but we're talking about Angela now. <laughs> it's and about me, people. <laughs> it's now it's about you, honey. And you know what? And that's okay. And that's okay. Because you know, I, I it's almost like, you know, when when someone in your I, I had talked about this not too long ago about this to someone, and that is they had lost their mom. They lost their mom. And they were telling me, and I and I was saying how the loss of parents, our parents, no matter how old we are, it is is really devastating. It is, I find it devastating. It's a loss. It's a missing, it's like that missing puzzle. We, you know, there was a lot of times, you know, you you think they're still with you and you reach for the phone. And that could be yeah. for, you know, a good long time until you realize, yeah, they're they're not here anymore. And so she was completely saying how when her mom died and, and she's at the at the funeral parlor and they're doing, you know, people are coming through the line. There were pe- some people coming through the line and they were crying so much and that she felt she had to console them because <laughs> they were wow. telling them, they were telling her about the loss of their mother, not the person that, they were there to pay their respects for. Mm. And, and sometimes people forget it's not about you. It's not about you. And yeah. it's, not, it's about yeah. somebody else. Yeah. And, and sometimes we, we need to kind of, we need to remember that folks. We need to remember that sometimes. And now it is, it's, it is about Angela. And let me tell you, I was a little concerned. I was absolutely <laughs> concerned. And for those out there that are, have, you know, great friends, I see Angela as my, um, I'm like her, her big sister. Let's put it that way. I won't say like, she's like my, you know, daughter. Cause she has a mom. I will, I would not say that, but she's like my, my little sister and I'm her big sister. So I just wanted to make sure that she's okay. And that, you know, sometimes just reaching out to a friend or to someone that you love and to say, you know, I'm here for you. And, and to just say, I'll listen. And just shut up and let them talk. Yeah. You know, it's, um, no, so and, I, and I appreciate it uh, a ton. You I mean, really, um, you're, you're a great listener, uh, despite the fact how much we talk on this podcast, believe it, people, Maria is a great listener <laughs> and I'm a great listener. Um, no, it was, uh, it actually meant a lot uh, to me that you reached out and, and, uh, you know, expressed your concern and, you know, and it's crazy because like you said, we, you know, my dad had been sick and and we, you know, knew that he didn't have much longer, but we certainly didn't expect it to happen so soon. And it happened on Easter Sunday and it was just like, it was so unexpected. And so it was almost a month exactly um, to the day. So he died on April 1st and then my son was born on May 3rd. And, you know, it just, it sucked because he was looking forward to meeting the baby and he would always ask me about it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that, you know, was, um, was it sucks. tough. I mean, it does. It does suck. It does. The way around. That's that's the best word. Yeah. It just sucks. It sucks. And, that and it's crazy because you know most days are you know I'm totally fine. You know, like I, I think about them and and I'm okay. And then there's just like the moments where boom, like yeah, start crying. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and you know what? I um, I've also had some people tell me, oh, get over it. How, how long has it been? Your father's how? Oh, oh it's been, you know, so oh many my God. years. No <laughs> one, no one can no. tell anyone 
how long they can miss someone they love that's no longer here. No one can tell you how, what is right, what is the right time, because we all mourn differently. Differently. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, and, and your point about, you know, it's funny, your point about people saying, Oh, my mother or my, their loss. And I I know that comes from a place of wanting to empathize and share like, Oh, I know what you're going through, but also to your point, it's, it's not about you people, you know, it's like, let the, per- let the person have their moment of grief and not try. Cause sometimes it seems like, what are you trying to like outdo me in your grief? And and we, you know, and it's funny, I, we uh, experienced that when we lost the twins and I appreciate people sharing their story, but you know, when they sort of like overpower and take over and you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so do you want to come to the support group with me? I don't know what to do with you. Right. You know? right. Um, so I, I, I get it. And, and, you know, but again, I, I think people don't, I don't think they have any idea that, that they're doing they're it. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah, don't. I because I don't think they do it out of, um, yeah, I agree. Wanting to, I don't, you know, but, um, but we're educating, right? We're like, yeah, and you know, what's funny is I think not everyone in their family talks about death. I really don't. I don't, I don't think everyone and everyone's family really talks about death openly and um, sometimes laugh at death and, or laugh at what's coming or, yeah. you know, cause it's coming folks. It's, you know, th- you know, death and taxes. Isn't that the right. only two things that we know that, we, right. <laughs> you know, and uh, that it, it's that even playing everyone is on that same plane. No one is yeah. better. No one's going to outlive. No one is going, we all go. That yeah. is uh, the true yeah. uh, denominator <laughs> on that. And uh, yeah, but it's, it's important. It's important to discuss loss. It's important. It to discuss well, and the other thing that I think is important. And then, and then after this, we can, we can move on to something a little happier, <laughs> but yeah. is, um, you know, when my dad did pass away. So the only thing I, I, not really regretted. The only thing that I felt bad about was, you know, when um, he, we were having dinner, he said, I'm going to, you know, he finished dinner. I'm going to go shower. And then, and then he had a heart attack. So I never got, it was no like, Oh, good night, dad, big hug, kiss, see you in the morning. So I never got a chance to like hug him. So that's really my only like, yeah. thing that I miss. But yeah. on the other hand, I don't regret, like, I don't have that. Oh, I wish I had spent more time with him. Oh, I wish I had done more. Yeah. with him. Oh, I wish I had talked to him more because Adrian, I really make an effort. Sometimes people would think too much to spend time with our parents and take them places and whether it's to a concert or to dinner or, you know, on a short vacation, but we, you know, really made the effort to have a strong relationship with them. And so, you know, my, my parents know Aurelia really well and, and um, I won't even go there because Aurelia is Aurelia has said things like, Oh my God, she thinks about my dad. It's really cute. But, um, <laughs> so, um, Which you know, like, we made, yeah, but we made the effort. So I, I can honestly say like, I don't have any of those regrets that I wish I had done more because we really did. And so I'll just say to everybody out there, like, don't wait until like next week or whatever, you know, call your parents, you know, I know they might, you know, maybe you had an argument with them or whatever, but they're your parents and you don't yeah, get, you don't get another pair. And, you know, go to dinner, uh, 
brave the traffic and go hang out with them and visit them because really that's all they want. They just want your time and attention. Right. So, and then that, that goes for anybody, your loved one in your life. Like don't wait because when they're gone, then you're going to have those regrets and there's nothing worse than that. So that's the one thing I do. I I find comfort in is because um, we did, we spent a lot of time with my parents and and they, um, we talked to them all the time. And so that I do feel good about that. So I'm, you know, at least there's, there's that. So yeah. So then now we're going to talk about the little one there. The little oh, gosh. <laughs> and all I know is when we started the, the podcast before it turned on for us to start recording, all I could hear in the background was him crying or not crying, but making noise. <laughs> no, he was crying. You can say it. He doesn't like his car seat and, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the nanny. I I do have a nanny, people, uh, because I work full time, and even though I work from home, and so I need help during the day. Yeah. So she was getting ready to take him for a walk, and uh, he hates his chair. So she was putting yeah. him in the chair, and he was not having it. So that's why he was crying. Yeah. yeah. And the truth came out that he's a mama's boy. Yes. <laughs> he very much is he well he loves to be held and you know i mean not that that's who a bad thing I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't, like, who doesn't like to have, right well who doesn't like to hold babies i just yeah like you could sit there and hold them all day but yeah he's a he's a snuggler he's super sweet he just he's a little cranky you know yeah. like he doesn't like to sleep and so so you know what it is it is what it is it's not gonna last forever it, it won't so. it won't last forever so with all of that i mean what you've had enough on your plate. I I was going to say, so what else have you been doing, Angela? You've been doing a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, so I, you know, I went, I went back to work full time, uh, two weeks after he was born. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm home, but still I, I was, you know, putting in the hours and so working full time, we got all the Palka stuff going on. Um, and then Adrian had a bunch of like dental issues and so there was like all the whole month of july he was like in like dental surgery <laughs> oh my so, goodness it was crazy there's like one thing after another and uh let's see i can't remember what happened in august but i mean there's just there's always something happening and and we're still you know dealing with my mother-in-law stroke and her care and where she's going to be permanently and in uh, for those of you who have had to deal with, um, you know, finding care for a loved one, you know, that's, that's not an easy thing because you want to make sure that they're well taken care of and that they're happy. And, you know, it's not like you just, you're just going to stick them somewhere. You know what I mean? So it's, exactly. that's, it's stressful and emotional for everybody. And, and I, I think a lot of our listeners understand that. Out there yeah. Yeah. You're our ages. If you're in our age, you're dealing with that right now. You're yeah. dealing with an, a, an elderly parent. Yeah. So, so that's been taking a lot of our time or I should say uh, Adrian's time specifically. And um, so, yeah, I mean, shoot, it's going to be October and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas and the year's going to be over. And I just can't believe how much has happened in 2018. Uh, It's certainly all the the colors of life have (laughs) shown up so far this year. It really has. Yeah, it really has. And, And you know what? And this is why, we constantly say, you've got to live your life. You've got to live your life. You've got to be happy. And if something isn't hap- making you happy or satisfied, you need to move on. You need to do what does bring happiness and joy in your life and um, and not wait. Not wait because life yeah. is too short. Life is too short. And that 
if we should use that as a transition, I think is uh, the approach you took with your show, right? It's like, <laughs> you wanted to do it. We've talked about this before. You wanted to do yeah. it and you just like, screw it. I'm going to do it, right? I'm going to find a way and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And you, God damn it. You did it. Yes. Yay! And it's done. It's I done. just can't believe it's Yay! done. Oh my gosh. And you're, you guys are hearing it first here on this podcast. It is done. Um, I get the phone call on Friday for my producer who's out in California. And he said, Maria, I am done. Yeah. Everything in post-production is done and I'm just going to send it over to you so you can hand deliver it to PBS. So I am thrilled. I'm just, uh, you know, it took a long time. Oh, and it's shout just, out, shout out to Dean Kamara. Your yes. Shout out to Dean. He's yeah. a beast. He, he is. A is. Beast. He, you know, is he, he, throughout all this, he and his wife had twins, right? Yes. So they had a lot to deal with, but he was, yes. traveling. but um, he rocked it. He and his I team did. did such a great job. I mean, yeah. really, it's a beautiful, beautifully done show. So when you, so when do you take it over to PBS, and when can we expect to see? It'll it? be this week. Oh, <gasps> uh, yes, and I will be hand delivering it, and then they will tell me what their timeline is, and um, and then we can so- schedule all of the launch events and yes! <laughs> and screenings. And screenings. Okay, people, if you have a theater in your town that you want to do a screening, just let us know. We'll set it up. Marie's going to do a tour. Oh, oh my God. It's, it's, you know, it's really, truly exciting. And what's funny is, is, you know, it's taken us a couple, more than a few years. It's, mm-hmm. it's more than two years it's taken us to do this. You know, it started off um, longer than that. And things kind of like, Mm, it's, a, it's a long story. It'll be in the book. I think I'm going to write a book. <laughs> a memoir? A, a memoir. memoir. I have to write something about this because let me tell you, it's been a journey. It has been a journey of a lot of no's. It has been a journey of people telling me I could not do this because either I was a woman or because I've never done it before, or because I didn't know what the freak I was doing, that I'm not a professional at doing the. I, I can't was, believe people told you that, any of that stuff. I was told every freaking thing, and I just did not listen to them because they didn't know what the hell they were saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was something where I knew it needed to get done. It need, Somebody needed to do it. And, and no one else was doing it. Damn it. You know, we have a show about Portuguese cooking and Portuguese traditions and about being Portuguese. Why can't we have that? Right. You know, oh, oh no, there's not enough people to see it. Bullshit. There's plenty of people who love to, to watch food shows and travel shows Mm -hmm. that are going to watch that are going to enjoy watching this. Oh, they're not going to see you. No one really knows who you are. I don't give a shit if you know who I am. It has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with that. I hear people so shitty sometimes. They are just, you know, it's, it's people that are the big fish in the little pond. Mm. It's that mentality that they have that all they see is what's around them in that little pond. They're the big fish there. Yeah. So they think they know it all. 
Well, when your show goes national and is like one of the top rated shows, they're all going <laughs> to eat crow. They're all going to, you know, eat, you know? I, I won't use names, but I will not forget who, who those people were. Oh, I'm sure uh, if I were you, I'd probably have a dartboard with their picture on it. <laughs> but, no, no. Yeah. You know why? Because they're not worth it. It's, they're not worth that energy. Yeah, yeah. Now, the energy is for, you know, I, you know, I want so many people to be introduced to the Portuguese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want so many people to understand, like, you know, wh- why um, food and our heritage is so important to us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's just great. And you know, the, the great thing in all this is that Dean did an amazing job is that I, you know how I, it, when I wrote in my cookbook, I cried writing that book. I did. I mm-hmm. cried writing the recipes. I cried writing the the, the stories that went along with the recipes. I cried throughout the whole book mm-hmm. and I cried filming this. I cried filming this mm-hmm. because I would be somewhere that I wanted to talk about that was so close to my heart mm-hmm. that I couldn't help but cry. And that Dean knew, okay, give her a few minutes. She'll, <laughs> she'll get herself back into this. And then it'll yeah, be I like, think okay. I- I think I remember a few of those moments in California. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just when it feels so authentic Mm -hmm. and beautiful, you can't help but cry to say, oh my God, I'm just so proud of the people that I'm filming or the place that I am at, the story that they're giving me. The, it, it was just beautiful. And I cannot wait for the Portuguese businesses that I, filmed that they get their time on tv to say hey here we are see here we are we're we're portuguese we've got the successful business here Mm -hmm. and you know we are this we do that and um but i i can't wait so it's eight episodes and it went from 13 to eight because i ran out of money and (laughs) i could have been bitter about it and said, Oh, I can't do it. Da, 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 da. But PBS said, you know what? If you can't give us 13, we'll take eight. And I thank them because they have been so supportive in that sense of, of helping me and like, almost like, how can I explain it? They've been my cheerleader, even awesome. though they haven't been able to give me any money because that isn't how PBS works. Mm-hmm. They've always been there going, you can do it, Maria. We believe in you. You can do it. Mm -hmm. And so that is an amazing thing that, that in itself was like great. And when I sent them the message on Friday saying it's done, you know, they're cheering me on at, at the PBS station in Rhode Island. So it's, how can I explain it? It's, it's just been, um, it's just been great. It's just been, it's been a, it's been a wild, wild journey. It's been a wild journey, but through it all, it's really just saying, I've got to do this mm-hmm. and I'm not going to take no for an answer. <laughs> well, we, <clears throat> we definitely have to um, get some of those events uh, scheduled so that we can do some screenings and, and you can meet your fa- We can, you can meet your fans because <laughs> despite what those other people say, people do know who you are. And- you know, they do, you know, want to meet you, right? Yeah, it's so. it's just, it's crazy. Again, it's people with just who are not. And when you think about it, at the end, 
I wouldn't want them to be part of what I did Mm. because um, I didn't, you know, and thinking about it now, I don't think I'd want their names to be up there and say, thank you to so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. Because their, their names aren't up there. Uh, and I would feel, yeah, there's, there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. And like I told one of them who told me, oh, I'll, um, yeah, I gave my money to so-and-so. I can't give you money. But you know what? The second season will come around and I'll look at giving you money then. Mm. And my answer back to him was, if you can't afford the first season, you're not going to be able to afford the second. <laughs> and and let me tell you, I will not approach him for the second because I wouldn't want his money. Mm-hmm. It, it's no, just, it's, yeah, I don't want his name up there. I don't want well, his name up there. People either, either see the value in it or they don't. And you don't want to, yeah. you don't have to be begging people. No, because you want people no. who are who are who have bought into it and and see see the value in it. Like I said, so right. I, I I totally get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. so we have eight episodes and yes. So one of them yeah. we had to start off, which we th- in my mind it was we was going to start off with the Azores, then go to California, and then finish off here in New England, which is Rhode Island. And because we needed to do a Rhode Island episode because it was because um, we're we're our um, our station of intro is Rhode Island. And I had New Bedford and I had Fall River episodes, which they're filmed. There's all these other episodes that we filmed, but we're not going to be um, airing them on this season. It's like we have three episodes already filmed towards the next season. Does that make sense? And uh what Rhode Island wanted to do is Rhode Island wanted to start off with Rhode Island. So it starts off with a Rhode Island uh, episode. And then we go to, uh, we go to the Azores and it, we go to San Miguel because mm-hmm. um, that's where I was born. And we are there Four episodes is just San Miguel, the different parts of it and what the different things there. And, uh, and some great recipes that we make. Oh my God, it's really great. And and you get to see the islands. For those that have never seen San Miguel, they're gonna, they're just gonna fall in love with it. It's just mm-hmm. beautiful. And then the last three episodes is California. And nice. And, and in each episode, it is different parts of California and how the Portuguese are in there and have made uh, certain communities and, and um, having that Portuguese flavor and um, and not forgetting your roots mm-hmm. and keeping those traditions alive, even though how huge California is. And even though there are pockets here and there, it's all connected. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's truly, truly beautiful. And I, um, I love it all. I love it all. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to see the California episodes because there were so many new things that you discovered about our community here and that you didn't know um, that I, I'm excited to, to see how people react to what they see, you know, that we have here in California, because as many of us as are here, we're still kind of hidden, you know? And it's like, you talk to people and they say, you have bull rings in California. Yeah. You have like eight, you know, where, well, you know, kind of hidden away, you know, you know, and it's funny because one of the, one of the episodes, we have a bullfight. Yeah, I know. We were in Gustine and we're in a bullfight at a Fashta in Gustine. And, 
And when I was told, I'm like, okay, so we're in Gustine. What's going on? Oh, we've got a fashion. We've got a bullfight. I'm like, a bullfight? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, a bullfight? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see a bullfight because I'm thinking, I like animals. I'm not going to have anybody like, you know, I'm thinking they're going to be like, you know, hitting the animal. Doing oh the, no, this is California. Come yeah, on. So, so I'm like, well, I didn't know. I had no idea. I've never seen a bullfight. I've never seen, I'm from San Miguel. There are no bullfights there. And then I'm in New England. There is definitely no bullfights over here. And so, and they're like, no, Maria. Like they had to kind of like, no, 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 no. See, it's a Velcro. It's on its back. Yeah. <laughs> see the spears. See this, the, not the spears, like these, these long, uh, you know, whatever. There's yeah. no point. There's no sharp point. It's soft. And it's another Velcro. And all they're doing as, is just, you know, the showing of how it's done. We don't kill the bull. We don't hurt the bull. We don't, you know, it, this is how. And, and when I saw it, it was like, oh my God, it's, it was actually very beautiful mm-hmm. in the sense that it, there was a lot of pageantry and a lot of tradition. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of tradition in it. And where you have the beautiful uh, Lusitano horses that are there that are just gorgeous horses mm-hmm. or beautiful animals that trot. They don't gallop. They no, no. They do. Like to the music. Yeah. They, they trot. You know, it's yeah. funny. So I grew up going to bullfights and and I had never been to Portugal right so when I first went when after I graduated from college and I was going on my first trip to Portugal one of the first things I wanted to do was go to a bullfight because I I wanted to see how close what we do here in California was to what they do like the actual thing they do in Portugal and I gotta tell you it's damn close like it's almost identical I mean of course there are going to be a couple of differences but they do an excellent job here. I, I feel in California of sticking to the, like the same ceremony and tradition of it and everything about that, that makes it a Portuguese bullfight for right. sure. A lot yeah. of pageantry. Yeah. A yeah. lot of pageantry. And, you know, and then to have the, the um, Steve who was my host that evening, uh-huh. you know, had me in the the pen that's right behind like, you know, there's the bleachers. I'm thinking we're going to sit in the bleachers. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're like, no, you're there. You're down. I'm there. I'm in the, like the pen area. And the first thing this little cute little man tells me is like, oh, Sonora, if the bull comes over and goes over into this pen, because sometimes that does happen, uh, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to run <laughs> or I'm going to like get into a corner. And they're like, oh, no, this is over a thousand pounds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This bull weighs over a thousand pounds. You need to jump into the into the bullpen. And I'm like, oh my God, how am I gonna jump? And they're like, you will. Trust me. <laughs> it that was kind of scary. And every time this thousand pound bull came near me, I think I screamed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that part. That's good. <laughs> That's awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun at the end, and I got to hang out with the all the the people that had part of it, and I got to eat some uh, some tajmas and have homemade wine with them, and they were just so welcoming. They were just they were just they were fantastic. They, the whole that whole group there that was incredible. It, it was, and uh, and the people that I met along the way in the small, you know, farms and mm-hmm. uh, vineyards, and um, they were, 
I, I can't say enough. I, I cannot say enough. We have so much to be proud of. So much to be proud of. Yeah. Well, and you could do like a whole season out here in California. Oh, absolutely. And you know, what's funny is, is, you know, it hasn't aired yet, but of course Dean is like, well, season two, we can do this and this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, season one isn't even done yet. And then, you know, and PBS is like, well, what for season two, what are you thinking of doing? <laughs> And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you have somebody that was going to pay for season two? Yes, because I that, please let yes. them give me their name and number, please. Yes, yeah, yes, right? yes. And uh, so yeah, so it's it's funny because we've talked about Hawaii because there's plenty. Yeah, of- yeah, yeah. You know they're Hawaii. building they're building a brand new Portuguese cultural center in, I think it's Maui. I can't wow. remember. Do you know that the Hawaiian government gave them a million dollars to do it? How beautiful is that? Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Wow. Amazing. So we have we have to find someone over there and uh yeah. And, and, and then I've got to uh for the Azores, you know, I figure I've got to go back to the Azores, but I've got to do Tercera, I've got to do uh Saint Georges, I've got to do Pico, uh, because and Fayal, of course, because Fayal is right there. That those archipelagos are like so close to those islands are so close to each other, mm-hmm. you know, and I that's a whole different, you know, um, islands and the different with specialties that they have there. And, oh my God, I can't wait to make Alcatra. I can't, <laughs> I, you know, I just, that's one of my big things is I cannot wait to make Alcatra with, um, with someone in Tercero. I, I, yeah. you know, I cannot wait because you can't get any better than that. You know, well, that's that's like you know, bacalhau might be the Portuguese national dish, but Alcatra is like Terceira's dish, right? Oh, yeah, that is their dish, and um, and of course, it has a lot of Moorish because it's almost like cooking in a tagine, which is you know, that clay, the clay kind of cooking, which is right, Moorish. and uh, so it's that has roots that go oh my god, that goes so far back. So yeah, so it's just really truly exciting. So we're putting together uh, it already in our thing season two, even though season one hasn't aired yet. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you got a plan. You, you got a plan. plan. You got a plan. And you know if it's um, you know if everyone loves it as much as I think they're gonna love it, you know there'll always be someone who'll go, eh, it's okay. Yeah. You know I've had people tell me in my book, eh, it's okay. My mom does a better job. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that is that is fantastic. You should write down all of your mom's recipes. That yeah. is amazing. But this was my mom's recipe, and I think it's fantastic. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. you, you can't please everyone, and I know I'm not going to please everyone. Um, and I'll give a fair warning. I taste a lot of stuff along the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I even said that to Dean after. I'm like, oh my god, and almost. Oh, well, and because I'm making stuff, and so we're I'm tasting it too, either tasting or drinking wine. It's like, oh my god, no wonder mm-hmm. you could roll me out of the island. It was like <laughs> just like eating away everything. But how can you do a food show and not do that? I know, you know, and you also help cook, like yes, you know, throughout the show. So that's yes. that's really cool. Yeah, so it's it. I can't wait. I just can't wait. Nice. But in the meantime, this summer I had. I was very lucky this summer that I was able to go to San Miguel twice um, for weddings. Right? Yeah, for weddings. I actually, there were so nice. uh, this year with, we figured in a year's time, 
from last September to this September, Bob and I were at four weddings. We were, we were part of four weddings. Of course, the first one, our daughter who got married. in September. Right. And then, uh, this, um, May was our friends, um, uh, Jessica and Ryan and Jessica is the owner of Tia Maria's, uh, European cafe. Right. In yeah. yeah. And we interviewed her. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. She's, she's just awesome. We love them. And I mean, we've, we've really, they're like part of our family and, and they feel the same about Bob and I. And, um, and I mean, we remember when she was dating him, like, and her, and her dad is like, so, Sonia Maria, what do you think of him? You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> so we've know we've seen their love blossom and we, we, we see it, you know, it was, it was very sweet and it was very sweet to be asked and it was to be asked along with their family. So it, it's, it's truly, that was, that was an honor. And, and, um, but they got married. It was a destination wedding and they got married in Villa Franca. And oh my God, was that beautiful. And I'm trying to convince now my other two daughters that if they get ever married in Portugal, <laughs> yes, get married in San Miguel or get married. Cause let me tell you, it was beautiful and was, way cheaper. Right. I mean, like, half well, that's just like school. I keep telling everybody that has college, like high school age kids that are getting ready to go to college. I'm like, send them to Portugal. Yes. Have them, have them go to college in Portugal. <laughs> yeah. And they have not caught on that. Like here, if you order flowers, let's say, for example, you're going to order some flowers mm-hmm. and they'll give you a price. But if mm-hmm. you tell them it's the same flowers, the same thing, but it's for a wedding, they're going to double that price. Well, they haven't figured that out in San Miguel yet. Mm. So um, it's half the price. It's half the price. And then for my, uh, then we went back in July, which I was thinking, oh my God, July is so hot and humid and because our islands are very humid but in the summertime sometimes you'll get 100 percent humidity i mean it's like yeah i believe really it. humid like our my hair i don't even bother drying it because it's gonna dry and it's gonna dry curly even though i don't have curly hair mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like one of those things but it was such a gorgeous week humidity was not bad we slept no problem because um, you know, everyone is like, you know, just, just beautiful in the evening. It became cooler in the morning. It was cool mornings, but during the day, of course, it was really hot and beautiful. And that was for my cousin, uh, Jean Manuel's, um, daughter, uh, Juliana. And so it was, uh, it was beautiful. And we were there for 10 days and I got to bring for the first time as adults, all of my children as well as my son-in-law and my daughter, Rebecca's um, boyfriend, James. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so it was, uh, it was the seven of us and we, uh, we, it was wonderful. We all got to stay together in in a home in Villa Franca, which was one of my, my cousin's um, homes. And Mm -hmm. it was just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. They loved it. I loved seeing my daughters uh, fall in love with the Island all over again, which it's important to me. Uh, it's important that, you know, when I'm long gone one day, that they still have that connection to that island mm-hmm. uh, or a connection to their Portuguese roots. You know, as I had said before, you know, uh, the next trip that I would love to make is Trajos Montes because mm-hmm. now I know through genealogy and uh, 
my cousin, my mother's side of the family doing um, a whole thing, which we're going to be interviewing the gentleman soon about genealogy and being Portuguese. Um, they were able to track down my, trace my family back to 1746 to Trajos in the migration that they took from Trajos Muntz to Algarve. And from Algarve, some of my family went to um, Brazil, some mm-hmm. went to Madeira, and some went to uh, Santa Maria. And, uh, and my, you know, my, my great-grandparents, my great-grandparents went to Santa Maria. So um, it's, it's just really, it's really neat. Um, so I'd like to see, I'd like to see that part too. And that's part of them. Um, yeah. You know, we, we need to never forget where our roots are from. And that's so important. Yeah. And what's funny now is I have, you know, my son-in-law whose family is German. I mean, he comes from German descent mm-hmm. and my, um, my daughter's boyfriend, which we love and uh, his family's French descent. And so this was like their first time there in the Island and they did not know what to expect but they love it. And they're, you know, everyone was over again this, this weekend um, because it was my mother-in-law's 85th birthday. And so mm-hmm. we had a little something for her and, uh, and both James and, and Rob were here and my, my daughter and like the whole family was together and they were like, Oh, so when are we doing that again? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No, that's, you know, it's so nice when they do like it though, because you, it's a, it's a 50, 50 chance, right. That they could be like, Oh my God, it's like so not modern or whatever, even though things are very modern over there now, but compared, but still compared to here, you know, bathrooms are smaller, uh, you know, things just aren't the same. And so some people could be really kind of picky about that, but so how, how great that they loved it so much that they want to go back. You know, I, the one thing I told both of them before we left and is that, you know what, do not think of rush, 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 rush. Get that mentality gone. It's right. not going to be that when you're there. It's going to be, we're taking our time. There is no rush. And when we go places, don't expect to be served right away. Don't be, yeah. it's not going to happen. <laughs> there is no churn and burn there. No, no. everything is like calm. Everything is calm. And, and I'm glad I told them that. I am so glad I told them that because once it was happening, they were like, wow, you oh, you're right. You were right. You weren't kidding. And instead of them sitting there going, oh my God, I can't yeah. believe it. Can you imagine? The this service is, is terrible here. <laughs> no, this, this is how it is. And it's good service. And when you think of it, it's like, yeah, they're not rushing me to get the heck out of there to put mm-hmm. someone else in the chair. It's like taking their time, you know, unless we ask for a bill, they're not going to give you the bill. Yeah. So it's, and you know, I didn't know that when I went to Portugal for the first time, cause I went by myself and yeah. nobody told me. So I like sat in a restaurant for like three hours. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what's going, what's going on here? You know? And I didn't speak Portuguese that well. So I was like, I didn't really know how to ask for the, I had my little phrase book, but I was like saying yeah. it wrong and it was, it was funny. So yeah. yeah. Good, thing, the- good thing to prepare people for that. Kind oh, of stuff. absolutely. And, you know, and the other thing is, is of course, uh, neither of them spoke Portuguese and they found everything without a problem, without speaking Portuguese. And my son-in-law actually rented a car. We, we all both did. Bob and I rented one and um, 
my son-in-law and my daughter rented one so that the young kids could go off and do their thing if they wanted to at night and not bother Bob and I. <laughs> I so guess. we're like, you know, if they want to go out at night, late into the night, go right ahead. Yeah. But we were yeah. doing late nights as it was. And I think they only went out like later than one, like one night that they did that. Um, versus Bob and I were like, okay, it's one o'clock in the morning. We're going back. To it's done. Nice. <laughs> I'm done. Nice. You know, nice. um, but they, um, they didn't have a problem with the language. They didn't have a problem driving around. Um, Did they get the food? What they think? They the loved the food. Okay. Even like um, the fish and like all the different, like bacalao and, and everything. Yeah. And the whole thing was, again, if you're going to order fish, you're going to get a fish with a head and a tail. Mm-hmm. It's going to have bones. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you've got to be, you, they just have to know. It's yeah. not, it, it's, this is not, you're not in the United States. You're in, you know, in the Azores and this is how things are done. Right. Um, but they loved it. They loved it, loved it. And when we came back, I think I told you this already, because when we came back, um, you know, Angela and I had spoken privately and my husband who loves the Azores loves the Azores is dying to also go to the mainland now, especially now that I'm like, we've got to go to Tajaj Wolves. We've got to go there. And he's like, okay, when are we going? And uh, he came back from the Azores and he was like, okay, I can see us retiring here. And I'm like, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you look like, yeah. Cause in my head, I was always like, yeah, one day I would love to retire. It just like be more calm. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. More calm. Well, yeah. I I already told you that um, e- either we retire together to Portugal or Adrian's going to retire and I'll just have to visit him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the truth. So, that, so yes, we will be retiring to Portugal. He may yeah. go sooner than I. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, it's just, it's amazing. It's just, I don't know. And for those that haven't been there in a long time, you know, go in the off season because I know that summertime can be a little bit more expensive. And we planned, we actually booked our summer tickets about a year ahead of time because we saw that they were selling, the tickets were like on sale in January, almost Mm -hmm. at the end of one year, like whatever they were on sale. And we bought them like right away because we know that in the summertime, those tickets, you know, are over $1,200 or $1,400. So, you know, you can get inexpensive tickets. You just need to keep keeping uh, going online and checking the prices and all that stuff. Yeah. um, You know, in the off season, they have specials. Like yesterday, uh, Bob informed me that there's a special right now uh, that to go for like, 10 is it seven or 10 nights in I think it's seven not 10 uh seven nights hotel included with round trip airfare is $4.99 a person wow but that's from the east coast yes okay so you still so for us in California or west coast we got to get to Boston or something now didn't they have them going direct for Tercera out of Oakland wasn't it uh they do Mm mm-hmm yeah, they do. Okay. So maybe but that's only, I think it's, I, I can't say for sure, but I, I know it used to be um, just during the summer months. So it's not year round. Oh, so it was okay. like a seasonal thing wow. when there was, when there was demand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cause again, summertime, everybody wants to go there. 
but the prices are really lower when it's not summertime. And I have never gone. I mean, I've gone in February. I've gone in, uh, let me see the months that I've gone. I've gone in February. I've gone in November. I've gone in, um, oh yeah, I think April. Mm -hmm. I've never had a bad, a bad time. I mean, I've never had weather-wise. No, I have not. Oh, you're lucky. I have. Oh, you have. <laughs> yeah. I and what's, so. what's funny is, is I always thought that the rainiest months in, um, in San Miguel was uh, January and February because that's winter. Oh, no. We were there in July and it was like we couldn't see a lot of the views because it was so um, foggy and then, oh, and wow. then and rainy. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, mainland Portugal, the weather is very similar to California as far as like, you know, the winter, it gets rainy and cold, but not a lot of snow. Uh, and then in the summer it gets really hot, you know, and it's a dry heat. Um, and we were there over, um, the new year holiday one year and yeah, man, super cold, (laughs) super wet. (laughs) Yeah. I I found it. What's funny is I went in, um, in a November, I can't remember, um, a couple of years ago, I went in November. And, um, so we get there and of course I'm like, the weather for me was just like a sweat. I'm from new England. I'm used to the cold. So I had like, like a a sweater. I didn't have a, like a coat per se, a winter coat on. And everybody there was like in winter coats and scarves and hats and like, they were freezing. And, and I'm like, this is beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. But at night, at night without the sun, it was cold and the houses are not, you know, with central heat. It's like, you know, a fireplace that they have, you know, to kind of cut down whatever. So, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night, the room is hot, is cold. It, you know, it's, it's, it's cold. I can say that much, but you've got extra blankets on and whatever else. But in the morning, the sun comes out and the sun, it heats up everything again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've gone in February where I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get a lot of rain. And, and you know, it's funny is it's going to rain somewhere on the island. Uh, every day it rains uh, on different parts of the island because it's a semi-tropical island. So there's always rain and then humidity following. And um, so I got some of that, but not that torrential downpour. And I found out this past trip that we went with um, with our whole family in July, we did a walking tour um, of a certain part of the island. I wanted to do a walking tour with my family because I really wanted them to like feel grounded within the island. And my uh, friends at Mini Vida, they put together a walking tour for my family and I that I really, really loved. And as we were walking through, we we're talking about different, you know, how the climate is changing everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. and how it stays consistent in certain, you know, whatever. So we we're just talking about different things and we we're talking about the weather and, and they said the torrential rains that they usually get in uh, the Azores, or at least San Miguel is in October. Mm. And I, I said, I always thought it was January or February. And he's like, no, yeah. it's, we get the most rain in October than anything else. So I'm like, well, no wonder I didn't get all these trucks. I've never been in October. I've always missed that month. Right. Um, so don't don't go in October, people. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> where the torrential rain falls out. I never knew that. Uh, but every time I go back, I, I I'm even more in love and more proud of mm-hmm. 
you know, one of these, one of these years, um, probably when we retire, actually, yeah. because I want to go back and do like um, a, f- a cooking, I guess, class tour. I don't know. I don't know if they use things like that even exist, but like learn how to make different dishes. And so it's not like just one class that you go take, but like, you know, I don't know, go up to the North and take a class and learn how to make something. And then go. What's funny is I've always wanted to do that. And I'm going to, I'm going to put it out here, folks. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. Because there's so many different, like, so, cause one thing I was going to talk about um, today was the fact that I made bacalhau brash for the first time. Yay. And, and um, I mean, it actually came out very, very tasty. It didn't really look uh, the way that it looks when you get it in a restaurant. And, and again, maybe it's just the first, I would do a, a couple things differently, but um, that was yeah. your first time. Yeah. So but I would love to like have somebody like uh, actually stand next to somebody to have somebody that knows how to make it really well, mm-hmm. you know, show me, okay, here's the technique and here's how you do it. And, you know, take the bucket out and do this to it. And here's how you do the potatoes and all that, you know? So I yeah. would love to do that with a lot of different dishes. Like patanishkas is another one. I would really love to learn how to make the way they do, they do up North in Vienna do Costello. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do at all, but they're like, they're crispy and soft at the same time. And they're just, yeah. they're so, so good. And I've tried to make them here and they taste good, but they're kind of hard, you know, like they're too crispy. Yeah. So, so again, I, I, I just had this conversation with Adrian last night. I was like, okay, the next time we go up there, we got to find somebody and who's going to take me to their kitchen and I want to know how they make them. Well, you know, you know, I think that there's a lot of that already in the mainland. And I, you know, because like Gail, um, the one when we did Lucy Pepper, when we interviewed oh, Lucy yeah, Pepper, uh-huh. and she talked about her friend that does the, the food tour, yeah, yeah. they also do cooking. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I know I've seen that at... Um, what is it? Gail at large or something. I can't think, I can't remember mm. the name of the, her, um, her website. And it's all expats that are there that are doing this for people who, who also, you know, don't speak Portuguese also right. as well as Portuguese, but they, um, I see that being done, but in the Azores, there's a, a couple of people who do it like for the people like at mini Vida, they do like a cooking class with like the people that stay with them. Like they do that one one night a week they mm, do that for mm. them so nice. like and he's great uh joan is really great and uh, he loves to cook and so that's great but i've always wanted to do that and i've had a few um how can i explain it travel agencies wanting me to work with them to do yeah something like i that. get those messages yeah mm-hmm. yeah but the thing is is they want me to do have like 30 people I am not doing a tour of 30 people. Yeah. That number one is not a way to do it. I'm sorry, but I get it. It's the way that they make money. I I understand that uh, because that's their break even point or above break even point and Mm -hmm. they want to make money in tours. And I, I'm not going to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Well, then you, know, it's, you know, one of the beauties of those kinds of tours is the intimacy of it. Right. And yes. you can't really have that if you've got that many people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So the thing is, is, you know, in my, down the road, I, I can see myself doing that and it's going to have to be the off season because it can't be summertime because mm-hmm. all the places are busy. Everybody is busy. Everybody's doing all that stuff. It's going to be in the off season. And it's got to be like a handful of people mm-hmm. and um, we all either stay together or stay in an area at all, you know, whatever, and, and go to the different parts of the island 
and uh, and cook with um, people in their kitchen. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Not at because someone had said, oh, you can do that. There's a cooking school in Puerto Delgado, and you can do it there. And I'm like, no, that's not the that's not what I want to do. Yeah, that was yeah. the second person who wanted yeah, yeah. me to do something, and I'm like, no, I don't want it to be sterile like that. I don't want yeah. it to be that kind of setting. No, I get um, it. Yeah. Well, so when I made so when I made the bacalhau brage, I don't know anyone else out there that's that's made it. I would a couple of things I would do differently is I would definitely add more onion. I think I I was uh, skimpy on the onion, mm. um, and because I think the onion really makes that dish. Mm. You don't you don't really know it. I think people think of it as oh, it's like scrambled eggs, bacalhau, and potatoes. Yeah, but I think it's the onion that really gives it the flavor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So I would probably add more onion and then I would definitely shred the bacalhau more. I, mine okay. was, mine was still kind of like in chunks, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it needs to be shredded. More shredded. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the thing I've, that technique I've, I've seen it in videos, but I've never tried it is when you put the bacalhau in a, uh, like a dish towel and then you mash it. Uh, I have I not done that. You haven't done that? Okay. No. So I've seen um, a, a few videos where they do that, especially to make um, like bacalhau uh, or some sort of uh, other like pasta or whatever. Oh so I, I think I would. Pate, the codfish like spread. No. I had that when I was in San Miguel the last time. They had a spread, a codfish spread. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I just had no, no. that. <laughs> well, no, so that reminds me, I don't know if that's a traditional thing, but it, I always feel like we need um, either an article or something that highlights like new ways of using Portuguese ingredients or something like that. Because for example, Adega here in San Jose makes a hummus made out of trumos. Ooh. So like you typically think of hummus like, oh yeah, chickpeas, right? Or or garbanzo beans, it's just mashed up. Yeah, that's typically what it is. But they did the same thing, the same idea, but with tromosush. And it's so yeah, it's so good. It's oh so good. And then doing things like, you know, the malasada bread pudding or the mm-hmm. um, you know, French toast with uh masvada or yeah. uh in Portugal there's that place that that stuffs the stage the bacalhau with cheese right like so there's all these sort of like new twists yes uh, that like we should do like a top 10 of like the modern you know what i mean how cool Uh, that would be fun right yes oh and you know what else we need to do and i because i started writing it down i was going to do uh something for my newsletter in in like traveling to portugal and, and how to order coffee and I, oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Okay. And how to order coffee. So of uh-huh. course I'm in, I always think I, I want a Bika. I want a Bika. I want to, um, you know, I just want one to, whoop, there you go. I just yeah. want what, one Euro. Boop, there it is. An espresso. That's all you want. A little Bika. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in the Azores and I said, I like to have a Bika. Oh, that's not how they order there. No, uh-uh. that's not no. how they order it. That's not how they order it in Porto either. That's just, just a Lisboa thing. Isn't that funny? And all this time yeah. I've been ordering it like a Bico because of course <laughs> let's, I'm thinking this is the way you order it. And no. uh, I, I want to go to Italy. You say I want an espresso. Oh, That's, so, yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's easy enough for that. But I always thought it was a Bico in, in Portuguese for Portuguese. And no, so do you know what Bica stands for? Isn't it the, is it the, the, uh, what do you call it? Oh my God. The thing you give the baby, isn't it a Bico? No, no, no. Oh, I'm so excited. No. So Bika, B-I-C-A 
stands for Beb Isht Con Azúcar. No. Yes. <laughs> I taught you something, Maria. Yeah. You did. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that cool? Wow. Yeah. Beb Isht Con Azúcar. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's wow. why they call it. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so when I was ordering a bika, my cousin was laughing at me. She's like, "What is that? That's that's not how you order it here." I'm like, "What? It's a café, just a café." Yeah, that's on café. Okay. You know the heart, and you know the. Um, it's funny. So sometimes I want something a little bit bigger, but I also don't want uh, what they call like an American coffee, right? <laughs> Which is when they try to replicate our drip coffee. I don't. Yeah, I mean, don't ever drink why, that. Why would they? Close. Why would they even try to do that there? I don't know why. Because yeah, don't do it. But um, so but I remember seeing um somebody drinking a bigger cup of coffee, and I so and I didn't know what it was. Adrian didn't know what it was, and so I was like, "What?" Co-? I asked the guy, "I'm like, what kind of coffee is that? Like, what do you call that?" And he was like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "That what that person is drinking? What what is that? A cafe? Like, okay, so if I want that a cafe, like." Well, it, so it took the longest time for me and my broken Portuguese to like really communicate what I was asking. And it's an abatonado. Abatonado? Yeah. So but is it a café longo? It could, be the, it could be the same thing. Yeah, so it's, see, this is weird. Yeah, so abatonado. I'm going to put this together. <laughs> so essentially it's like, it's an espresso, but you just let the water you just let it keep going so that it fills right. a, a bigger cup, not the small Shavina. Right. Right. So it's the same amount of espresso. Technically it's just more water. So it's kind of like an Americano if you would yeah. do it here, but I mean, they really add a lot of water to the Americano. So imagine if it was like an Americano with half the amount of water that they put here. Right. You know and the I mean? thing with the Americano, I think it's because people see Americano and go, Oh, it must be like the American coffee. No, it's no, not. No, no, no. But no, like an Ameri- like watered yeah. down, disgusting drink. <laughs> Don't have it. Like what? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, so, so sometimes I'll have an an abatinado when I'm there. Um, but uh, yeah, I oh, the whole coffee guide yeah. for sure. We, and we I have to tell put people a coffee guide together. Well, and it's funny because I tell you, we've talked about this before. How like um, either our American friends or even maybe Portuguese friends that haven't been to Portugal in a long time, you know, Hey, do you have any recommendations? And so we have this like standing email with recommendations to, to go in that. I actually say, it's not like a full coffee guide, but I tell them, you know, in Portugal, they do have Starbucks now. So if you really, really want a mocha, you can go get one. But if you walk into a Portuguese cafe, you're going to get espresso and like, and a galão, which is like a latte, but like, that's kind of it. You know, there's yeah, not, that's about it. That don't, is ask, about don't it. ask, don't ask for soy milk. Don't ask for, <laughs> you know, hazelnut syrup. Don't ask yeah, for any or of that. Squirt of this or right. that. Not happen. <laughs> so funny. And they're like, oh, really? And I said, yeah, I'm like, there are Starbucks. You can find them, but they're not like, there's a bazillion cafes. Yeah. Like, why would you go where, to one? I right. Mean, and that's like, where the good coffee is. So yes. just know that they don't have mochas in the Portuguese cafes. You know, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I do, I, I really enjoy coffee. I love my coffee and, and I, I love my, I drink my coffee black. I, I don't use any sugar. I don't use any cream. Mm-hmm. I, the, I, I've gotten to the point where I really do appreciate the flavor, the roasting, the whole bit that goes into it. Cause you do get all that flavor. You know, if it's a good cup of coffee, when you have it black because you're not putting sugar or cream to make it taste better. You know right. what I mean? Right. And uh, 
So when, you know, Bob and I have been, we've been to Italy um, and their coffee there, that's definitely a coffee society Mm -hmm. and their coffee is like, Oh my God, you know, it's one Euro and you get a shot of espresso and it's, you know, it's anywhere. You just stand up, you like belly up to the bar and instead of drinks, it's, it's coffee. And it's just amazing, amazing, amazing. And when I heard that they opened a Starbucks, Mm -hmm. um, in Italy and there it's like, I'm like, why the hell would you go to a Starbucks when you have like the thing for coffee here? And I feel yeah. the same way about Portuguese coffee. Yeah. Our co- the way that is in all our cafe shops, all our places. Why would you even go there to a Starbucks when Okay, I'll, I'll, so I'll better. I know. Okay, I'll tell you why because I, I admit I've been to Starbucks in Portugal. Okay. You haven't. <laughs> you, have you have not. Ha- Angela, have. you have not. I have. So, principle, <laughs> I wouldn't even. I oh know. my god. Well, I've been to McDonald's there too, and Adrian. No, you have not. <laughs> oh, I curious. It's a curiosity thing for me. Oh my god. I was like, okay, I want to just go and find out. So I had a Mc, McBuffana. <laughs> You gotta, I'm like, God, I gotta see what this is about. It was actually, oh my pretty, God. it was pretty good. I have to say it was pretty good. Um, and I, I, I can't remember if I had, um, the Big Mac or I, cause I just wanted to see if it like tasted the same, you know what I mean? Yes, but, yes. but the McBuffin I had to try. So I don't go there every time. I think I've been there twice in like all the times that I've been to Portugal that I've been. Okay. To all right. You're forgiven then. Okay. But then okay. for in, um, that time that we lived there for like six months. Yeah, I was like, it was after about like three, three months or whatever. And I'm like, I, I kind of want a mocha. Like I really want a mocha, <laughs> you know, like I'm just like feeling like it. And we were in the mall and it was there and I went in and Adrian's like, I'm not even going to go inside with you. No, I'm not. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm with you, Adrian. I'm with you. And so I went and I got my mocha, but you know, the funny thing is they don't have, um, soy milk they have wheat milk as an as an alternative which i never i've never even heard of and i've i've never seen it here um <clears throat> so yeah they I do saw have a lot of rice milk there when i was there i saw a yeah, lot of that mm-hmm. they have that too but yeah um so yeah i i did go because i was just curious and i you know again does it taste the same and i got to hand it to starbucks no matter where you go in the world you get the starbucks experience it's the but, same it looks the same. The foods obviously are a little different, right? But yeah. um, it's a consistent experience. So mm-hmm. for for as far as branding and and you know brand they experience, they they've done their they've done a good job. So awesome. but so that's why I don't know why other people go. That's why I went. I'm just yeah. telling you. <laughs> you had a craving for a mocha. I did. I did. I did. And I got a donut while I was there too. Like an American donut. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she is letting it all out right now. I am. You know, hey, like, I, she's letting it out. You, you got to give me a pass because I am third generation here. So I'm like, you are. I'm giving you a pass. You know, I'll give you a pass. Yeah, as long as you don't make it uh, a thing that you do all the time. I'll give no, you no. But I, I. So here's the funny thing, though. If we, when we go back next year, and if we pass one, guaranteed, Aurelia's gonna be like, let's go see if they have cake pops. <laughs> so, oh wow! Who knows yeah, if they have cake she's pops? She's gonna recognize not. that. She'll yeah, absolutely recognize that. Well, and I don't know if they're gonna. Um, I don't know if they have cake pops there. You know. Yeah. Oh my so. god. So yeah, so that's why. And um, I, I just looked at the clock, Maria, and we've been going for like an hour and fifteen minutes. No, we have not. We haven't yeah. really. Yeah. 
So, and I, I didn't even talk about like the sublada that I made for my sister. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a, can I just tell you, if you people out there, if you haven't made the sublada, you have to make it for yourself. And then if you really want to impress your guests, make it and you can put it on, you can do the fish with it or you can put it on steak. It is so freaking good. Like, even if you don't like tomatoes and onions, you're going to, it's so tasty. Yeah. It's, and it's so funny because uh, I'm sitting there making it right. And I'm chopping the tomatoes and I asked my brother-in-law and I said, so everybody here likes tomatoes and onions, right? And he's like, uh, well, I don't eat tomatoes. And I'm like, uh, you're going to eat tomatoes. <laughs> like this whole dish is tomatoes. He's like, that's all right. I'll just push it to the side. I'm like, no, Andrew, this whole dish is tomatoes. <laughs> and he's like, that's all right. I'll have the sauce. I'm like, okay. Cause I'm like, what you ate lasagna the other night? He's like, yeah, but that was tomato sauce. Oh, okay. oh I see the my difference. God. Yeah. So, uh, um, so yeah, I made it for them and they, they died for it. It was, yeah. it was another success. So once again, Sablada comes through and, and, always comes through. and I'll tell you why we made it. I know we were way over, but I'll tell you why we made it. Cause they live in Seattle and we had gone to visit them and we were like, well, we'll make you, we're, there's gotta be a bucket of the hour around here somewhere. Yeah, there was. And it's a tiny little box for yes. seven, for $17. Yep. You'd have to buy, I think eight of them to feed all of us. Yeah. And, we, and we were like, yeah, no, we're not buying that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I'm right there with you. So, uh, so yeah, we went, went the Sablada way and just used a white fish. Yes. So it was yeah. delicious. Delicious. Yeah. And the fresh white fish instead of our fresh cod. Right. Instead of the right. dried cod. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we used, uh, I think we used um, a dore. Oh, I don't know if I have that. Have I had uh, that? Or a sole. I can't remember. Oh, sole. Sole, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice light fish. Sole, yeah. That's a nice yeah, yeah, yeah. One. So. I loved yellow, um, yellow tail sole or yellow fin to- sole, which right now they're not letting you fish that much for it. It's kind of like whatever, but it was like a sole is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so, um, like very um, light and yeah. It's not a very fishy, heavy fish. Kind no, of, right, right. right. But here, of course, we, we get when you come up here, which you are coming up this coming year, I will take you yes. into the cod room and you will be shipping back cod because, um, yeah, I, we're able to get cod here a lot less expensive than you can up there. Really can. I'm going to, I'm going to pack my whole suitcase and yeah. the people loading the suitcases on the plane are going to be like, what the hell is that smell? <laughs> what the hell woman? What is this? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, for sure. For yes. sure. We'll get Michael Benavides to figure it out. To send yeah. It. Right. Right. <laughs> um, oh, one other, one other thing I did want to say, just like total, like er, side, side project or side comment. Um, but yeah, it, what reminded me is you, when you were talking about your show and you're yes. like, I'm going to write a book about it. It's like a memoir. Yeah. David late wrote a memoir. The, yes, he did. Yeah. So if those of you know, David's book, uh, the new Portuguese table, um, excellent cookbook, but he also wrote a memoir, uh, called love, uh, food, love and managed depression. No notes on a banana. Notes a memoir, on a banana. Yeah. A memoir about food, love and managed depression. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've read it. I had to listen to it book on tape because I don't have time to read anymore. So I downloaded yeah. it on audible. Fantastic. It yeah. is just such a great book. And when it ended, I was like, I wish he was here. Cause I would just give him a big 
bear hug. Like yeah. it just made me love him even more. It's a yeah. really, really great book. So the, for those of you who, who are into reading memoirs and those kinds of books, um, you should yeah. get it. It's a really, I, uh, really good I do have the book. I do have it. And when he came down to do um, a little uh, reading um, in Westport, uh, mass Bob and I went to see him and met his um his partner and uh and I got to meet his mom and dad oh and you did I did oh. I did and let me tell you he is he is so funny he is funny he's and, a funny guy yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's got a great sense of humor and you can tell that where he gets it from and it's his mom mm. his mom is like just it it's it's funny it's so funny but the one thing about the book, and he talks about being, you know, manic depressive, and yeah. um, and when you're reading the book, it's almost like you're going through that manic part of him, of it, with him, uh, mm-hmm. as well as the down part of it, and it's um, yeah, it it's definitely something um, to to read. Absolutely, it is. But he is, he is, he's, he's hysterical. He really is. Funny guy. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we better wrap this up, Maria. Yeah. Our sound guy is like taking a nap right now. I know, right? (laughs) He's like, Christ, guys, shut up. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. We're going to say now. And thank you again for listening to us. I hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to what we said today. And if you want to leave us any remarks, please do let us know. Yeah. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we really do. That really does mean a lot to us. And, um, and yeah, just if you want us to talk to a specific person or go over a certain subject, just drop us a line and, uh, and we'll try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Because um, we're always coming up with uh, with different things, and but we want to make sure that we're also doing something that you'd love to enjoy. Yeah. Um, so and, and write a review on iTunes. Don't yes, forget to write yes. a review. And tell a friend. Tell a friend about us. Share it. Tell a friend. Let's make this community even bigger. Um, and um, and for that, we're going to say até a próxima, querida. Até a próxima. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até a próxima! próxima.